What's going on guys? Welcome to another episode of Amateur Island. In this episode we will be discussing this week's biggest news in the sports world. Today is October 27th, 2020. And jumping right into it, big news in the college football world this past weekend with IU taking home the upset against Penn State. Closing seconds of the game. Uh, Matt, I'm just going to ask you, how do you uh, how do you feel about that? Uh, I'm, I'm still on, uh, on an adrenaline <laughs> high from that game. Yes, um, but, I mean, I don't want to say like I fully expected them to win, but I did yeah. expect like them to come out and have a good game. A good game. I right. mean, they've been improving... For like the past three or four years now, it's right. like continuously been like recruiting battles and stuff mm-hmm. like that. They've that they've been winning recently, and uh, I mean, I just expected them to come out and look more like a complete football team. And right. I, obviously, they did that. Whether you think the controversial call was right or not, they definitely played. Yeah, like, they like a, con- a contender for some at least winning season. They played like a team day. with some fucking nuts. Yeah. Yeah. Going, going yeah. for the win instead of just going for the tie. So mm-hmm. we got off yeah. the bus tied. Is what they said. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean, I, I think, like, it, they just kind of, like, showed that they're ready to play. That's a young team still. Yeah. Um, but I, I feel like, like Noah said, they just, they all had some nuts. They all trusted each other. They just, yeah. especially that last play, they went out and made it happen. I mean. You know, speaking of nuts, uh, so we, we had, Matt here had a little alcohol in him on Saturday, and. He decided to make a bet. You guys may have seen this. That allegedly, allegedly, there, it's is, on there is video. No, proof. I allegedly, I had alcohol on me. <laughs> allegedly, uh, decided that if they came through, IU came through and won this football game, he would get IU's logo tattooed on his leg. So, as they did come through and win, that is in the works to be getting done, and Matt will be going through with getting that tattoo. So, yeah, we're stay just tuned for that. All the all the pieces to to fall together. Um, that's kind of just what we're waiting on now. It's, yeah, we're just waiting on logistics and. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's, well, yeah. I've talked I'll, to a couple I'll, places yeah. and they've just been a little too expensive, really. Yeah. Uh, actually, the place I talked to was 140. Yeah. See, we're not. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I'll <laughs> give it to myself before I do that. Yeah. yeah we'll just get an. Honestly, thing. I'd like to see that. Yeah. I want to see too. how well you can. I am not saying that that's going to happen. I have said that way too many times. I've put. <laughs> I have bet too many things. Like, I said, if Chicago beats Tampa Bay, I won't pick against them again. Yeah. They beat Tampa Bay. No, I'm screwed, and i got to pick that the rest of the year. <laughs> yep. I said if IU wins that game, we got to get an IU tattoo. So I'm done with that. i got to relax a little bit on the saying, so, if this happens, I'll do this. I don't know. I still want to see what a uh, self-drawn tattoo would look like on you. I don't know how much of an artist you are Absolutely. and how straight you can draw a line. I'm not an I'm pretty artist. good. Dom's going to do it. I guess, get Dom's I guess some sketches I used to do in kindergarten. Yeah, just bring them sure. here and just have them. Just put them on his legs. We'll, we'll get Dom some yeah. equipment. And we'll Dom would somehow. How hard can it be? <laughs> Me and Dom both would somehow make a, a symmetrical shape like the <laughs> IU logo backwards or something like that. Do it upside down. So whenever you look at yeah, it, it's, yeah, right. it's, it's like, oh, that's right. Uh, It'd be like University of Illinois. No, no, no it's IU. It's IU. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just IU. upside down. <laughs> just like skinny layers. Don't yeah. make it bold. Yeah, man. Yeah. But, uh, Hell of a game, though. It was, yeah, it was, it was fun yeah, to watch. It was, it was, yeah. it was an ex- very, very fun, exciting Saturday yeah. as a whole, really. <laughs> yeah. I think it was a perfect 3.30 game, too. It started it was. started in daylight, ended yeah. at nighttime. Yeah. yeah. The lights at Memorial Stadium. They got to raise the flag. It was, it was a good good day to be a Hoosier. Good yeah. Saturday to be a Hoosier. <laughs> Fucking coming from an Illinois fan who got their asses kicked. Um, Allegedly. Hey, things are looking Allegedly. up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no problem. Uh, shifting gears to the NBA, um, obviously the finals have been over for a while now. Moving gears to the first um, first shift of the off season, looking at the draft in less than a month. Um, what do you guys think about you know where everybody's going? You know, we got a lot of stud international players, a lot of guys in college, a lot of young guys in college that are looking good. So, what do you guys think? I honestly, I can't even sit here and pretend like I know a lot, a lot of names. You know, I've I've heard some of the names that are going top five, most likely or whatever. But uh, guys, I'm interested to see would be you know Edwards, Wiseman, mm-hmm. Mello. Obviously, the top three that you're you're gonna see on every every draft board, and it'll be interesting to right. see where all of those fall. Yeah, I mean, I think Lamelo is right now. A lot of places have him going first. So do you think? I, he's, I just feel like I, if I were, I don't feel like he should. Yeah, it look, like just his talent. Alone, obviously, is is gonna tell me that I feel like I wouldn't pick him at number one. Right. But then you also have a guy like Anthony Edwards, 
who's just a scoring machine, just scores at will. Yeah. And you don't want to take him at number one? Like, I mean, I don't really know. Like, he didn't have a lot of weaknesses. Like, he had, obviously, things he can work on, but it mm-hmm. wasn't, like, one glaring thing like Lamelo has. Right. Which right. is inconsistent play. Yeah. Like, a bad field goal percentage. Like, I mean, Anthony Edwards, if you watch any of his games, he was, especially in late late moments, he was scoring at will. Right. For a Georgia team. Pulling games out for a Georgia team that was absolutely awful. That yeah. has been awful for years. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I just feel like you can't pass that up. And, or even James Wiseman, you can make the case right, for him. Right, right. And yeah. the thing with Edwards, too, he's got a, he's a very, very athletic body. He's big, he has, he's Yeah, big he's guard. a big dude. This has got him listed at 225, 6'5", yeah. 225. So, big dude, athletic body. And, you know, he's got such a high ceiling compared to some of these guys. Mm-hmm. And, like you said, there are a lot of people that can go number one. Right. I mean... You're even looking at fucking Denny Avdija, if that's how you say his fucking name. the Croatian guy? Yeah. Yeah, yeah but, I haven't really watched much on him. I um, I mean, if you're ever going to look into, like, draft, you know, like, the players and stuff, Draft mm-hmm. Express is obviously the way to go there. They, right. like, make videos about their strengths and then another video about their weakness. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think... You know, especially for these foreign guys, if people are like wanting to learn more about them, that's that's the way to go. Because yeah. like foreign foreign players are obviously the hardest to gauge because mm-hmm. you don't get to see them on like ESPN every every other week mm-hmm. or you know every week. Right. So right. It's, it's tough, and they're playing pro at like seventeen against a bunch of like forty year olds. Yeah, I was gonna overseas. say all so these dudes weird. coming from uh, Europe are all still teenagers. Right. The yeah. top three guys, at least. Yeah. Which I mean, their pro ball is a lot different from. You know, college basketball. Right, yeah, right, America, yeah, for sure. Because so. here in America, college basketball, it's, you know, they're all so, roughly the same roughly age. Roughly. Yeah, mm-hmm. You're not same, playing against the, the same 40 range, year old. Yeah. John, you got any thoughts? Uh, this draft, I think, we're going to see a lot of trades. Uh, going through right. all the mock drafts, all the teams I've seen so far, I mean, between Golden State, I mean, Atlanta, I mean, all the teams have had reports of putting their, putting their picks out there and just trading. Mm-hmm. Just looking at all the draft boards, is, I'm a big fan of them because I think they're all very accurate. The only one I really don't agree with is LaMelo, is just because I, mean, I think it's a, he's a big question mark for me because right. he did play in Australia. But like Matt said, I mean, coming to playing against foreign, uh, playing for a foreign team overseas, coming to the NBA, that's a big step. And mm-hmm. can LaMelo can take that step? I don't know. Um, I think that he might drop a little bit. Mm-hmm. If, if his pick gets traded, but like like this draft, I think is going to be very interesting. I think Obi Toppin. I mean, Obi Toppin's been the talk all day for yeah. ESPN. Oh, for sure. ESPN yeah. has talked a lot about him. He impressed me a lot at the beginning of the year and throughout the year too. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean that that shows you that I mean a guy that his name really wasn't heard a lot, and then coming into the season making such a big impact. Mm-hmm. I just think that you know. It'll be an interesting draft. I think it'll be a lot of trades, and yeah. I just don't think any uh, these players should, you know. But I think the only safe pick right now is Anthony Edwards going to Minnesota. I agree, and I so. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I would agree. Um, I've, I've seen a lot of, you know, mock drafts that are showing the Knicks potentially trading up for Golden State's pick and yeah. taking the will. I've, I've seen that a couple times. and uh, we're, New York sits at eight right now. Yeah, so yeah they're, they're not they're not in any spot to be... No, nah, because they really don't have much on the team to package <laughs> it's, it's, that it's with. It's a terrible I mean, thing. Nobody wants to play for that team. No, I mean, nobody really. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like the New York Jets. I mean, Sam Darnold is there. New York. Again, yeah, both New York teams. That's weird. Yeah, But, I mean... It, it, looking in the past, like drafts too, for some reason NBA teams tend to lean towards one and dones compared to four year mm-hmm. players. Mm-hmm. I mean, I get it. You can look at, you know, this kid's going to be 20 when he starts playing for us, and then right. the other one's going to be 23, mm-hmm. possibly even 24, like depending on like red shirts and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Because a lot of four year players, they'll red shirt a year like, yeah. you know, due to like inability to, to get playing time. Um, but for some, for me, I feel like four-year players, you're gonna get a more mature player. Yeah, you're think, still gonna get the, almost the same number of years out of them. Mm-hmm. Like a, you're gonna get the same prime years. So I mean, right. well, and another thing to think too is like, yes, they will be a uh, more mature player, as you said. But a lot of those guys that are one and dones, I mean, those are the cream of the crop talent-wise. Yeah, like I mean, they that's, know that's true. Yeah. they know they can afford to go to school for one year and be a guaranteed first rounder. Right. Whereas some of these guys, they're four-year players. You know, they maybe when they were nineteen, done with their first year in college, they mm-hmm. weren't you know a one first or second round guy. Yeah. So, well, how, how important 
do you think it is to hear for a player, even two-year players and three-year players, mm-hmm. that they test the waters the first year after their freshman year, and they hear all this stuff saying, like, you know what, we, right now we don't think you're going to make it. Yeah. Like, how important is that for player development and to becoming, like, a young star, like, in the NBA? That's got to be important, like, the Very next important. year following. Oh, uh, I would think so, yeah. For sure. I think that definitely propels a lot of people into what they become. Like, you see all these guys, you know, there's the story of, you know, facing adversity, you know, the kid that nobody wanted and then right. became an all-star. Like, I think there's a lot of stories that, you know, like that that can come out of something. Yeah. I agree with that. I like what you said, actually, a lot right there because with the NBA, it's a job at the end of the day. And a lot mm-hmm. of these guys, they got to decide, hey, can I make it, can I, can I go now? Is it something I can do in two years? Or is it something where I go after my junior year right. and I absolutely just fail at and I don't get a degree in college and I, I roll the dice? Yeah. You know, yeah. so it's a career choice for these guys, man. So. Oh, it is, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, a lot of times you see players like go, going back and getting degrees, too. Right. You know, even at, if it's, you know, general studies or whatever. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's going to put them into some type of living situation. Because right. basketball, it's, it's not like going to last so long. No. Especially no. for, like, a lot of these people, too. Like, you hit your prime years, and then after that, it's hard to get back in the league. Oh, yeah. Like, if you've, you know, you've been, like, a solid role player through your mm-hmm. 20s, you know, 30s, if you don't have a defined yeah characteristic to your game, it's going to be hard to Right, team, especially so. with as much talent as that there is flooding the NBA right now. Yeah. Like right. a lot of these guys, you know, are having a hard time staying relevant. Yeah, just because of how many studs there are coming. Right. Yeah. Coming up. So that that kind of brings me into like the whole G League. Mm-hmm. You know, players can now sign in the G League without going to college. Do you think that's going to be more beneficial than even being like a two or three year player at college? Uh, granted, we haven't had any, you know, right. numbers to say whether or not that's going to be true or, or or whatnot. But just from like your opinion, like how do you think? Yeah, you know, those factors weigh. I think um, it all comes down to like who is actually running the organizations in the G League. Right. Like who's that's running? Kind of, you know, it's a, that's a business. Right. Right. So you know, what kind of quality? You know, coaching is going to actually be there. What kind of people are they actually going to be surrounded with? You know, are Mm -hmm. they just going to make, you know, just a little bit of money playing basketball and then their ceiling is like just off the bat that much lower because they Mm -hmm. did so? Or like, you know, that I think that'd be the first thing is just to see who's actually running the show. Right. Yeah. I think it just kind of comes down to like, G League really is the NBA. Right. It's like a subdivision of the NBA. It's mm-hmm. owned by NBA teams. At the end of the day, it's about business. It, right. Especially G League. Like You can say a lot of teams care about the development of their players. Mm-hmm. But then again, that that goes into cap as well. Yeah. So it's like you got to worry about contract. And then even after this one year, you have to worry about, okay, well, what is my contract going to look like in the draft? Because, like, you know... How it's looking is like these players are going to be able to go into the draft rather than just right. being called up by a team or whatever. Right. So I think that aspect, they're not really getting the care, I guess you could say, that mm-hmm. they need uh, to develop their game even during that one year right. before pre-draft. So, I mean, I think it's tough for a lot of... A lot of I think we're going to see a lot of different scenarios like yeah. in the coming years. I agree. You guys have anything to add there? Um, so sticking with the NBA, there's been a lot of questions about where the Toronto Raptors will be playing this up and coming season, you know, with the travel restrictions between the US and Canada. Um, places like the KFC Yum Center have been mentioned. Um, a tweet sent out by Patrick Mahomes, you know, Pat wants him in Kansas City, the mayor of Kansas City wants him mm-hmm. in K C. So what do you what do you guys think the results of That'll be. No idea. No idea. I've like you kind of mentioned some of them. I've seen some reports different places. Like uh, um, New York was one of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kansas City, obviously. I, I don't really know where they'll end up being. It's just kind of what going to be whatever benefits them the most. And honestly, who the hell knows what's going to be going on in twenty twenty one? Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's it's so up in the air right now with everything that's going on. It's going to be very yeah. 
interesting to see what happens, but I'm at a point now where I honestly have no idea where they yeah, end up. No. I think they might end up in Louisville. I mean, it sounds like... I would say, like Louisville Louis. has a good basketball market. Like, yeah. you, know, you know that Louisville they, has a good basketball market. The players market. said they don't want to play there. Really let's, get, let's get a Pittsburgh basketball Dude, team. Pittsburgh basketball. We need a Pittsburgh basketball team. If they don't mind changing black and yellow, Due to because of Louisville basketball already. Well, like due, exactly due to uh, events that have happened there in 2020. Uh, I don't want to yeah, make anything political, yeah. but... Well, just n- not even political, right, right. just just events that have transpired there, how they've been handled, yeah, and whatnot. Yeah. The players have basically said in. they don't want to be in the city that right, those things have happened. Happen. And I mean, with everything we saw from the NBA, you can't really blame them no, for saying right. those things, like because now is the time for the NBA to start speaking out. Like, mm-hmm. You know, we've seen that this year in the bubble, then we have in you know forever, right. ever in sports. So yeah. I mean, obviously. They're not going to be afraid to speak up about that now. So it's, I would like it to be Louisville, but it's it's not going to be. I'm glad I saw that uh, that right. report before we really dove into that. I think Louisville would be a great city. I think KFC Home Center already holds. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, fans are going to be limited, but it's still like uh, an NBA arena. Right, it's that size. I don't yeah. know if you guys have ever been there, but it's let's just get them playing at Heinz Field. Right? Let's just get them playing at Heinz Field. Let's get this. Let's get this Pittsburgh basketball team going. Like I said, you change them to black and yellow, we're set. That's all you need to do. I'm completely yeah, behind it. It's weird. I just noticed every yeah. Yeah, 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 for sure. Oh, Kansas is not messing around with this stuff, though. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. Just when they kick the Blue Jays out and the Raptors, mm-hmm. I could, I could kind of see this. I could kind of see the Raptors. I mean, if the if the virus does get better, kind of making a bubble like. In Canada, in Toronto, maybe just not letting any fans, but kind of like keeping that small capacity just to get everything back. I mean, it's it doesn't it defeats the purpose of like you know not having fans, you know having fans there. Right. But I could see something like that. Maybe Canada could take maybe a note from what the NBA did and maybe do that. But the, right. the things with are the players going to want to do that again mm-hmm. and go through that bubble because I mean Toronto did it. I, I doubt it. I if they're the only team doing it, there's no way they do it. I, I wouldn't think. There's I mean, I'd much ra- I would imagine they'd much rather relo- relocate before mm-hmm. they would want to yeah. be in and a personal bubble. I'll be honest with you. I, down the line, I could see the Raptors organization leaving Toronto. Completely relocating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, if... Because who knows how long this COVID thing's going to last. Who right. knows how Canada, even after the fact, is going mm-hmm. to react to the whole thing. It's like, again, it's a business. What's going to right. make the most money? Seattle still wants a team. Yeah, as I say, Seattle. Yeah. Granted, that would be going from east to west, but... I mean, Seattle's been right really... They've, right. had, <laughs> they've had NBA teams in the past. Like, you know, they have had good... Success uh, there, too. Yeah, 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 yeah good, good success there. Good, you know... They can easily develop an NBA culture in Seattle. Yeah. Without a problem. You know, that's the only... That's the only question mark, I think, that sits over... Obviously, there's no real substance to them mm-hmm. going to Kansas City. It's just been all talk. But I think that'd be, like, one of the bigger question marks about them going to a city like Kansas City. You know, I just am not sure how much of a basketball culture. Obviously, you've got Kansas nearby. You know, they've got pretty solid basketball culture around that school and everything. But, you know, does that carry over to the NBA? And if we're talking, uh, this is totally like uh, I'm not backed up by anything. Mm Mm-hmm. But if we're talking about division-wise, with them being in the same division as like Boston and everything, Pittsburgh's not a bad city to have it in. No, so you think in Boston. Let's get this. Let's uh, get this movement going. What, what, I don't know. University of Pittsburgh, just go there and play. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, you can just do that. Yeah, the Knicks. I mean, the yeah. Nets. I would assume. Yeah. I don't really, really know that that one too well, but I mean. Geography-wise, that would be one of the places to do it. Yeah. Or uh, Buffalo. Talking about Buffalo. They could do with the Blue Jays. They go down to Buffalo. I mean, New York having three basketball teams, three football teams. It worked. It worked for the Blue Jays because they had a field down there because of their AAA team. It just for. I mean, it's not so much for the Raptors. I just don't think. I just, I don't know about Buffalo. No. Well, the thing with both of those cities is like, they're both really small cities, so it's just interesting. Like, obviously, Pittsburgh does very well with the teams that they have. It is a sports city through and through. Right. It would be okay. But... Yeah, I think any city that got an NBA team would be, would be all right. Yeah. yeah. I'd just be interested to see how the market would do with having, you know, already got, you know, the Steelers, Penguins, Pirates, how they would do with an NBA team. I think they'd be fine. I mean, I, I've but, loved the idea of it for years. I, I've, like... 
I'm Pittsburgh, everything else, I might as well go all, go all in on a basketball team. That'd be awesome. Yeah. I mean... It, Logically, yeah. I don't know yeah. that it makes a ton of sense. But it, it would be really cool to see. Yeah. I think Louisville needs a pro team at some point. Yeah. Yeah, mostly. Yeah, most that's a pretty big city. A lot of people. A lot of people. A lot of attractions. Yeah, I was going to say, it's a very... Like just setting aside everything else from 2020, like, just yeah. city-wise. That's... You know that they have a basketball culture. Yeah. Like, they have a sports culture in general. Yeah. Um, with the university there and, you know, everything with Louisville Slugger, for example. Just to throw an example. Yeah, just even... Just sports history. Yeah, general. yeah. So, I mean... It runs deep in Louisville. Um, the Louisville Raptors. The Louisville Raptors. The Louisville that kind of has a nice ring to it, honestly. Better in Toronto. Hey, it would go with the... Uh, Cardinals, I think they complement each other. Cardinals, Cardinals Raptors. Raptors. I, I don't, I don't see much correlation, but <laughs> well, no, but they, not at all. But they're both. Are they both birds? They're Extinct. both words. They're both words. <laughs> they're both words. <laughs> they're both words or birds? <laughs> no, no, Raptors. Raptors and a bird. Birds? Louisville pterodactyls, maybe. Yeah. So <laughs> on our on to our last point about the NBA. Um, you know, obviously some. Uh, Situation has been shaken up with NBA coaching. Stan Van Gundy is with the Pelicans, as we had kind of previously discussed and projected. So what do you guys think about that? Yeah, I mean, like like you said, we, we have been kind of talking about Stan Van Gundy the Pelicans for a couple of weeks now. That one was pretty well bound to happen. Not a whole lot of news mm, with it, really. Yeah, I just, yeah. But, yeah, I mean. We're talking about Stan, right? Yeah, Stan. Stan. Jeff. I don't <laughs> like Stan. First. He's got I don't sign. like Stan. I think Stan is an absolutely awful coach. I think he's proved that. I think he doesn't work well with youth. And if you look right. at the Pelicans roster, all they have is it's youth. youth. They, they're team. they're a foundational player. Mm-hmm. He's going into being going to into his second year. Yeah. And he's realistically going to have a great year. Mm-hmm. How's that relationship going to be? You got to. Get a relationship with Lonzo if you want any production out of him. Uh-huh. You have uh, Josh Hart, young player. Jackson Hayes, young player. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's young players all across the board. Yeah. Like, you're going to have to relate to him. You can't just be like a dictator. Right. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't think it's a good fit. I think Stan Van Gundy actually had said something about like the Pelicans roster, how they weren't going to be – obviously before he was – way before he was hired. Right, right, right. Saying something like they will never be good – if they have too many young players or something about Lonzo being on the team. Mm-hmm. I don't So I mean it's a great rest of that. Yeah, not not a good comment to make uh, mm-hmm. on record. So no. no, I I agree with that for sure. Stan, I agree with Matt what he said about Stan. Not a very good basketball coach at all. I mean, what I'm gonna take away what you said and just kinda add on to it. When he was with the Magic, um, Dwight Howard was there. A young superstar. Stan didn't like it. Stan and Dwight, the last couple years, had a very friction relationship. Mm-hmm. He didn't like how much spotlight Dwight was getting. Dwight was a, is he, he's a very open personality. He, he's a great guy. He's got a great, great personality. Great guy. And Stan didn't like it. I mean, Stan always had a problem. That's why Stan wasn't in Orlando anymore. And that's mm-hmm. why Dwight stayed mm-hmm. in Orlando. Obviously, he left for the Lakers. But is Stan going to be able to handle all the personalities with Lonzo, you know, Brandon Ingram, I mean, Zion? You got to think about that. Is I don't think he will. I just don't. I just don't see the correlation here between Stan and the Pelicans. It's honestly like putting peanut butter and vinegar together. It's just not going to mix very well. I mean, it's just nasty. But you can try it though. But you can try it though. Yeah. yeah. Everybody out there, I say try it. Just tell me how to go. That's how Stan Van Gundy tastes. So, so question going off of that, Dom. Have you ever had peanut butter and vinegar together? Is I have not. That, okay. okay. It just I thought of two very, very, very terrible things. Dang not it. terrible things. I'm sorry. Peanut butter is not terrible. Cole, take it easy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nutter butter. Putting nice something very beautiful and putting it something very nasty and bring it together. I think the Pelicans are peanut butter. I think they they're they're very they can be a very good team. I think Stan Van Gundy the vinegar and he, it just it, doesn't work it just doesn't work and I just don't see the offense that he's going to put around Stan's got to find his salt Stan's got to find his salt he's got to find I mean I totally forgot about Brandon Ingram not going to lie so that makes the case for them even better and the case for Stan Van Gundy even worse I mean I feel like Gentry being there was a lot better than Van Gundy I, I liked Gentry honestly I did I just it just how are the players going to react to going from Alvin Gentry, who's such a players coach, yeah, to Stan Van Gundy being all serious, not really a players coach, and just like they could look at the tape in Orlando and how that ended, man, or even uh, Detroit, even Detroit, mm-hmm. not good. And I mean, what's worse is his coaching or his commentating? Commentating, it's yes. both really it's pretty, bad. It's, pretty bad. <laughs> it's just it's a yes. one yes, so yeah, to answer both questions, yeah, yeah. So, not good at all. 
So uh, I'm going to skip down to the bottom of the document here. Um, game six of the World Series just ended. The Dodgers won. Dodgers won series 4-2. Um, yeah. I mean. I mean, I'm pretty sure that was my prediction in the beginning. It was Dodgers in six. Not happy about it. Was really pulling for the Rays. I think we all were. Yeah, um, I mean, we were. It, I mean, congratulations to the Dodgers. Yeah, for sure. I mean, <laughs> at least they didn't cheat their way here that we know of. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, I guess that is good for the Astros have to watch that. Yeah, <laughs> that's 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 an enjoyable thing for sure. But yeah, I mean, you guys, I think two of you guys, I think Cole and Matt predicted Dodgers in six. Like you said, I had them in seven. Dom is just completely fucking wrong, man. <laughs> no, I mean wishful thinking. Can't it was it was a really fun series to watch, even though it didn't it was. how any of us really wanted it to. Um, it's a good baseball team, and they're going to be good for a while to come, I think. I, I agree with that for sure. The Dodgers, at the end of the day, just pitch better, hit better. They just, I mean, that's, that, I mean, Mookie Betts, Cody Bellinger, I mean, Corey Seager, you can go down the list and you can see all the yeah. names. Just compare, I think the Rays have a lot of names that came out of nowhere. Uh, Rosarina is one of them. Yeah. I just think they had a lot of names that come into the future. I, I mean, I've been doing a lot of research just about the Rays payroll in the next couple of years, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm nervous for the Rays, to, be, to believe it or not. They're going to have to let a couple key guys go. Really? Yeah, and, and probably down the line, they're going to be fine this year. They have Zanino going to free agency. The Dodgers are going to be good for a very long time. I would not be surprised if they repeat next year. Very hard to in baseball. Very difficult if we if they have a full schedule. And just to go into that topic, um, I've read a lot of stories today. Just Manfred coming out in baseball. Will, will there even be baseball next year? And if there's not, the uh, MLB will be in uh, 8.3 billion dollars worth of debt. And yeah. that means for the MLB that the MLB will have a good chance of shutting down. Really? Yep. Um, I read that earlier. Very scary. This. So this. I mean, believe it or not. I'm not making a hot take or anything right now. It's just, I'm just saying this, but is this going to be the last World Series that we see in baseball or even for the next couple of years just because we don't know what this virus is going to do or if the virus increases, are there going to be fans in the stands this year? Right. There's not going to be a bubble. MLB doesn't have a plan for a bubble. They have, they've either saying either we're going to play it with fans in the seats or we're not having a season at all. That scares the crap out of me. Because you know it's very slippery slope. It is for things to, things to come that we don't really know what's going to happen in the future. Yeah, I mean, I I think it'll be okay. I think they experimented with fans in the World Series. It was a limited number, worked out well. Yeah, guidelines were followed. Yeah, I th- I think I think I mean I hope that everything works out fine. I think it will. I think this man thinks the MLB is just too big of just an organization a franchise for something like that to just what else do you think I mean I tell think, us what you think I think oh man things. it's becoming <laughs> cringy <laughs> <laughs> but um that's what I think. no stop <laughs> um uh, congratulations to the Dodgers yeah that's but also much. fuck the Dodgers but fuck the Dodgers as always yeah, yeah. As so always. Switching away from that, I'm very interested. I don't, th- I don't think they've... Stop! Uh, <laughs> to my understanding... So, I do not believe, goes from four to three. <laughs> I do not believe that they have announced the MVP yet. Um, it's got to be Mookie. Mookie you would think it'd be Mookie, yeah. Corey Seager. Mookie's the best player in the movie. I agree. I agree. I feel like I, uh, I hate to say it, but I kind of don't. I kind of like the guy. I, li- I like him, just don't like the Dodgers. Yeah, yeah. Um, congratulations to Mookie Best, not the rest of the Dodgers. Well, hopefully they'll announce that by the end of the episode, mm-hmm. and we'll follow up with that. So going on to the NFL, a lot of news coming out of the NFL. I'm about to enter week eight of the 2020 season, and there's been a lot of questions floating around about flexing games yeah. this oh. year and how they're you know going about that. You know, I can take this away if you'd like. Uh, I can just get on my little personal tangent here. Uh, Steelers play the Ravens this week at 1 o'clock. That's great. I think that's going to be a great football game. Mm -hmm. You know, two of the best teams, not just in the AFC, but in the NFL this year. Uh, They're not going to flex that instead of Sunday night's NFC East matchup between the Cowboys and the Eagles, which is just (laughs) upsetting. It's like, okay, so it's early. Maybe they're not going to flex these games. But they did come out today and decide, hey, you know what we're going to do? Is we're gonna flex the Steelers and Bengals game. That's a one o'clock to a four twenty-five. Yeah. Why? I mean, that's yeah. not gonna be a good football game. Is it because of Joe Burrow? Like, I don't understand why it's happening for that game, but not for one of what will be one of the better football games in the regular season this year. So, 
that's mostly the point that I wanted to make with the whole with the whole flexing games thing. But when do you think, like, obviously it's shown for Week 10, do you think there's a potential that flexing games could start coming in this week? Or probably not this week, but Week 9? Or is it just probably too early still? I hope so. I'm with you. It might be a little bit too early. It's, I mean, we've had some, believe it or not, some terrible Thursday night games, and it is tough to say when a Thursday night game is better than a Sunday night game. Yeah. How many times have we said that this year? Zero. <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> absolutely zero. When a Thursday night game beats a Sunday night game, and then when you look at that, like, oh crap. Yeah. You know, NBA, they ride a lot on NBC in those Sunday night games because mm-hmm. that's the end of the week, and everybody's watching it. Everybody, yeah. And I, mean, I could tell you something. I don't think. I'm gonna watch it. <laughs> this yeah. would be a hard game to watch. I mean, it's too. You're talking about Sunday night's game. Sunday night's game. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I'll watch Thursday night's game, but Sunday night's game, it, it's. Like, well, I mean, why would you? Why uh, would you? It's like who who can shit the bed more? Like it, it's two completely terrible teams in a terrible division that we have covered over and over again. Mm-hmm. I feel like we need to get back into it, but why do you not take this opportunity to get more viewers and make more money f- for your organization right. with a game that should. Very clearly, even if it's not that game, there's uh, there are I don't know fourteen yeah. better games on the schedule that could take up that one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, the power rankings updated today. Um, Steelers end up at number one. I mean, why wouldn't you want to see the Steelers against the Ravens on Sunday Night Football? So, yeah, right. honestly, yeah, like, yeah, come yeah. on. Yeah. And that's you know, I think a Steelers player came forward and said it this week. That is the best rivalry in sports. Period. That's They're between the Ravens and Steelers, and it's true. It's a very good one. You know. Those can be used interchangeably because there's so many great rivalries mm-hmm. in sports. But that's up there for sure. And it's like you have this opportunity. Both of these teams are very, very good. It's very important for the AFC going mm-hmm. forward. It's like, yeah. okay, whatever. I think, yeah. yeah, even just from a marketing perspective for the NFL, you know, having the Steelers-Ravens game would make them so much more money. So much Sunday more money. Night yeah, game. it would. I mean, because... You know, I'm, I'm sitting here now, it's like, well, maybe we don't watch Sunday Night Football, maybe we'll play some, some zombies or something. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not interested in this at all. I, don't have any, yeah. I don't have any fantasy guys going on this. These teams suck. I mean, I agree. Like, Why does this feel like that this is like a Jerry Jones and Cowboys America's team kind of game? You know what I'm I mean, saying? It's uh, America, America's game of the week every week. It's every Cowboys, week it's the Cowboys, and, and they are awful. And, yeah. Oh, and on top of that, no Dak and no Andy Dalton. It's, yeah. Who's starting? Who's the Cowboys searcher? What's his name? Gnucci? Gnucci. Yeah. I can yeah. say his name right. Yeah, I mean, it's wild. You're, I think that's a homeless man they actually found on the street during the game. Jerry Jones said, you know, strap up your plan. Strap up your plan. Yeah. But, um, so, okay. Going to switch gears back to baseball here. I've got two big news. Two big looks news. Like Corey, yeah, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I, looks like Corey Seager is getting the MVP. Oh, good for him. And here's something that I just found out. I don't know if you guys realize this. Justin Turner got pulled in the eighth inning because he tested positive for COVID. What? Wow. That's, That's why great. he got pulled. I thought he got hurt. In the eighth inning, he so got pulled how? because he tested positive. Are they testing during, during the games? I don't know how that happened. Well, man, and I'm not sure coughed. why pulling him is going to... No, I mean, granted, that's what they have to do, but, oh, man, we, you've had eight innings around these guys. Is this, You're not I mean, going to have one more. Yeah, yeah, this is confirmed. Oh, my gosh. That I bet it's a false positive. That, that's I hope it is. I mean, even so, it's insane that it happened, which, yeah, I mean, there's... That sucks, though. That means he's not he out can, there celebrating with the team. He can celebrate with the team. Granted, I hate the guy, but like, that still sucks. No, yeah, that is wild to me. You know, I mean, I'm just kind of surprised, Eh. Wow, Corey Seager was up there with the MVP. Him and it was between him and Mookie, honestly. Like we said. Yeah, we'll we'll find out. Nice truck. Nice truck for Corey Seager. Wow, (laughs) that is crazy. Well, we'll have to keep updated on that. We'll go ahead. Yeah, see. That'll be on the Twitter. Yeah, and and next week. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, just how MLB like. MLB season's over, but we still got to wait for how they handle that. The next twenty-four hours. Like, okay, season's over. Does that mean that they like? Don't test these players anymore. Like I feel like they have to test these players now. Yeah, yeah. Over. <laughs> All of them. Yeah, I. The next forty-eight hours will be. We're gonna have an outbreak on the last game of the season. Manfred's not wearing a mask. <laughs> Manfred said he's not wearing a mask. He said Falcon. No, like literally. Yeah, that's very interesting. Yeah, we are currently World Series MVP I don't, I don't uh, view, presentation. So Manfred is not wearing a mask right now. I don't. Yeah, so anyway, I mean, right by, the time, by the time this airs, possible. you know, it's probably going to be old news. So, I mean, yeah, it, it's crazy, but uh, we'll, we'll see <laughs> what yeah. happens by tomorrow morning. Yeah, so that wild reports, but, uh, yeah. story coming out as we're recording. Let's um, move on. Uh, yeah, yeah, going yeah, back to the NFL. Uh, Des Bryant, back in the NFL, 
Partially. Signed, yeah, partially, almost. Kind of. Signs to the squad. practice squad for the Ravens. Do you think this he will actually step on the NFL field again? Or is this just... He'll, he'll get signed to the yes, active roster. Yes, but no. I, he's not going to be... I don't think he's going to be worth a damn. But <laughs> yeah. He's going to get signed back to the active roster just as a fucking experiment, Could, I think. Could you imagine, though, if he did come in and he's just good? Yeah. It's like... That'd be pretty cool. Touchdown, what a world we live in. Yeah, it's like, what is going on What a world on right we live in. That, yeah. I mean, that'd be crazy. See. I, okay, here's what I want to have. I want him to get signed to the active roster. I want him to have one breakout game and then suck the rest of the season. Just just so we can say, like, wow, Des Bryant was good in the NFL. <laughs> Again, like, yeah, it'd just be weird. It would be really weird. Cowboys, that's the only team he's ever played with was Cowboys, correct? Cowboys, so, they're yeah. the Saints, too. Oh, what yeah. It, what it, what it, what it, but he hurt his knee. Yeah. Yeah. In stripes. It was in stripes. Yeah. So, so the Cowboys. So yeah. the Cowboys, yeah. basically. Yeah. I mean, yeah, poor guy didn't didn't get signed back to the Cowboys. They're a you know up and coming team right now, so that's yeah. Really too Cowboys bad. pushing the playoffs wonder, technically. Yeah, I wonder oh how uh, how much <laughs> juice he's still got left in him. How old? Um, thirty one. Thirty one. Wow. Wow. Okay. Oh, really? He's only thirty one. Yeah, I was surprised when I saw that. Poor guy. He's poor been guy. Out of the NFL for how many years? And he still didn't catch it. His prime. Yeah. <laughs> He did not catch him. <laughs> no, he did not. But, um, yeah, very interesting to see how he does if he touches the field again. Another guy coming back to the NFL, Antonio Brown, signing with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Stop he got that. a slap on the wrist and he's back. It's fucking horse shit. <laughs> I yeah. hate that, man. I yeah. thought he was going to Seattle. I mean, all the reports we were, we were, yeah, we were last week. Tampa Bay just Tom Walden. Well, Bruce Arians at the beginning of the year says, we will never sign Antonio Brown. I don't care what well, any, any player wants to It's like, okay. How Tom Brady's the organization is like, uh, all right, I'm no. doing whatever I want now. How much did Arians actually have it, like to say in that? Like, because he did come out and see, he's like, you either do something like, I'll get you out of here real quick if yeah. you do anything stupid kind of yeah. thing. Um, Which, I mean, he should. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. A guy like that, you don't really have, you yeah. don't give any leeway to. Not so. at this point, no. No. Yeah. Do you think he will make an impact in Tampa Bay? I don't, I don't think immediately, but I don't think he'll make as big as an impact as he has the last couple of years. I think he'll make slight impacts and flashes. Mm-hmm. Not immediately. I think it'll be down the line. You won't see the A B like catching hundred plus yards. I think we'll see like, you know, the two or three catches, like yeah. 40, 50 yards and stuff like that. But I think well, I mean with this contract, if this does work out for the Bucks, he's he's get paid seven hundred fifty thousand dollars and plus his incentives involved getting to pay two point five right. million. So if he does work out for the Bucks, I mean it's a steal for the Bucks oh, incentives. But well the question is, will he get that playing time? Because you know, they got Godwin, they got Mike Evans, oh, man. Scotty Miller. Scotty Miller. I mean Scotty's done great the last couple of weeks. Yeah. How long is Godwin gonna be out with that finger? Just a week. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah. And Antonio Brown can't play the week that no, right? Godwin's sure. out. So. Nah. So we kind of talked about it like earlier this week and got into it a little bit. I we did. I hate Antonio Brown. Mm-hmm. Coming from a Pittsburgh fan, obviously you can you can assume that I hate Antonio Brown, but I have this sick feeling that I just think he's he's not going to be number one, not even top five, anything crazy like that wide receiver in the NFL. I'm not by any means saying that, but I think. You know, can you check and see how old he is? He's thirty-two. He's thirty-two. Yes. Older than Des Bryant. Yes, that's, than why, that's, that's, crazy. Crazy. That that's why that's crazy. That is crazy. I mean, I don't think all of that talent just goes away. I still think he could be pretty good in the NFL, especially with Tom throwing to him. I mean, what he played a quarter with the Patriots last year. Yeah, in the quarter. He looked good. I mean, he, he did look good, game. and obviously that's a year removed, even more really, but. As much as I hate it and as much as I don't want it to happen, I hope to God that I'm wrong. I think Antonio Brown's still going to be a relevant name in the NFL. And if that's the case this year, I think he can get a big, bigger contract. You know, age is going to be yeah. a factor yeah. there. But I, mean, I think a bigger contract can still be, whether it be with the Bucks or some other team, yeah. he's, still, he's going to be relevant in the NFL again. Uh, I mean, I think we'll see some flashes, flashes of A.B. of old, but I don't think we're going to see... Like Dom was saying, I don't think we're going to see anything like what we saw, how we played in Pittsburgh. Um, well, no. I, I, I think he'll be... He's also a wide receiver one there. A shell. He's a wide receiver one in the NFL whenever he was in Pittsburgh. Right. I think he will be a shell of himself. I think we'll see some flashes, but I don't think we're going to see anything special. No. I don't know. Especially with the offense he's going to be surrounded by. I just don't think he's going to get you know that kind of... Play. Well, I mean, clearly with the contract, Tampa Bay is not necessarily saying that. He's no, going they're to not that either. either. You know, so they're saying you know if you are great, that. here's your money. If you're not, yeah, well, here's a little bit of that money. Yeah. How do you think he's taking that? I mean, obviously, I don't he, think yeah, he, he actually understands what's going on. 
No, I mean, I, mean, I think... Really, it was fucking... Well, granted, NFL players, that happens all the time. They always have incentives in their contract, so it's, yeah. like, not anything new. I think he looks at the 750000 and was like, you know what, yeah, maybe that's what I deserve. Hopefully, Probably that's not. what he's saying. Yeah, uh, but, I mean, incentives aren't really a new thing, especially for receivers, because there's so many stats that they mm-hmm. can put up that, you know, you do this, you get this much money, this, this much money. Same thing with quarterbacks, running backs, all that stuff. So I think NFL contracts with the incentives, it's it's kind of a normal thing. So I'm I don't on personally I don't no. know how exactly what he thinks of it. Yeah, I would like to know what happened. You know, all of the shit that was happening last year, everything obviously, a lot of bad things happened for Antonio Brown that you know he did to himself. Oh uh, yeah, I'm curious oh, yeah. what happened there. If that somebody finally got through to him, or. Someone just shut off his social media. What what it was that either switched him to, to maybe try to understand, like, what the hell? Like, I, I need to figure this out. Or if that even happened, mm-hmm. right. and if it's still the same AB that it was last year, right. or if this may be the guy that came into Pittsburgh that was humble as shit. I don't think he's going to be humble or anything, mm-hmm. but this guy that maybe is like, I, I got to fix my shit or I'm not going to have another chance. Mm-hmm. I'm curious to see, you know, that's kind of what we talked about anyway with, you know, how he's going to take this contract. What AB you're getting with this team, not just right. the off the field completely, you right. know, aside from being on the field. I'm, I'm very interested to see how that goes. Yeah. So, I think yeah. that's just something we're going to have to wait and see. Yeah. yeah, it'll be a very interesting situation. Down Same there. thing with Des Bryant, too. I mean, yeah. he's had, you know, not huge off the field problems, but he's no. always constantly. He's had some personality saying, stuff. Yeah, so I mean, that can be a locker room issue as well. Yeah. Like, just, I mean, what you say on social media, they can rub a teammate the wrong oh, way. Like, yeah. if you're. You know, so it just kind of all depends how they take to mm-hmm. media and all that type right. of stuff. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how the rest of the year pans out with him. Um, so staying with the NFL, we got a whole nother slew of injuries this week. You know, some examples we've got down here. Kenyon Drake, mm-hmm. Debo Samuel, Andy Dalton, Chris Carson, and Odell Beckham Jr. along with Others. Odell more, being those are just bigger names. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that's not everything. Odell being obviously the biggest headline um, as far as his actual it. injury. I believe it was Andy Dalton being yeah the best. Realistically, that might have been the most important one. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. As far as the injury itself, Odell was the most talked about. But as far as the repercussions of what actually the happened, repercussions. Fuck John Bostic. Uh, John Bostic uh, is a dirty player. And doesn't deserve dirty player. Yeah, the fact that, that nothing came of that. No, no he got fine. No suspension. Just infuriating. Fine. Yeah. Okay. No, I, I agree. Right. It's suspension. Bullshit. The yeah. fact that there was no suspension, that's yeah. infuriating. No, Especially, yeah. like, well, <laughs> I was getting ready to say, especially for Andy Dalton's teammates, but clearly they did not care. No, no, no. Now, according no. to Mike McCarthy, who probably also doesn't care. I mean, what do you have to do in the NFL to get suspended? Do you have to, like, I don't know, this is all hypothetical, rip somebody's helmet off and <laughs> hit them over the head with it? Like, I don't know. Yeah. That's never happened in the NFL because you'd be a real piece of shit if you did that. But yeah. maybe that's what it takes to get suspended. I don't know. And even even so, they probably don't punish him enough. Yeah, we've, anyway. We've seen, <laughs> seen Fontaine perfect before, right? Well, yeah. yeah, yeah, big fan of him. Big fan of yeah, him. He's real, yeah. really good guy at heart. Really? Just gotta give the man a chance, Solid right? man. Yeah, gotta yeah, give the man a chance. I, I, I don't know. I think it was a dirty hit. I think it was clearly a dirty hit. Oh, oh yeah. I don't think there is just, any discussion about that. Like, I thought we were all about protecting quarterbacks, which, granted, a lot of it I don't agree with, but that's, yeah. you got he, to punish him. Tried, tried to kill him. That's what it kind of <laughs> looked like. He lunged. His head off. He lunged. Yeah. He did not just like go for a football hit. He lunged. At a quarterback who had already given himself up. His momentum started, Bostic's yeah. momentum started after Andy Dalton was already sliding. I yeah. mean, there's plays that's like an issue. that. There's plays like that for defenders. Like, I, you can't get out of the way to an extent. Right, like, but that's when they're speed, already in was, momentum. Yeah, yeah. This is completely this different, was, I understand Because he like, lunged yeah, like, sure. after Dalton was like... He was like, he could see Dalton slowing down, and it was kind of like, okay, I'm lunging at him. Mm-hmm. Like, it was totally the uncalled for. Get yeah. the fuck out of and it's not like, okay, like, what's going through your head? Like, okay, if I injure him... We got a bigger chance of winning because Dalton was playing like shit anyway. Mm-hmm. The Cowboys are terrible. So I I don't know. I think it was just like a, you know what I feel like hurting someone. Just yeah, malice intent. Yeah. I was gonna say and going along with that like that just proves even more the reaction and the repercussions of the Andy Dalton injury. How bad of a situation Dallas as a whole team, yeah. whole franchise, Not good is in right now. I mean they're a fucking dumpster fire right now. The, the like, coaching is completely fucked up. Yeah. There's, it's all completely gone. Jerry Jones doesn't know where the hell he's at. He's saying there's nothing to do with leadership. 
there's so much shit going on in Dallas. Aside from the fact that they are in a fucking division race right now, and that they yeah. are, really have a chance in Some it. Fucking yeah. high. two and four. Yeah, yeah two and four. Two and four. Yeah, yeah, they're in a division race. Two and four. Two and five. They're, they're two, and two and four. Yeah, I, I feel. Or did they have a? Are they, are they two, four, and one? Did they tie it all or no? They were not. No, they have not had a. Either way, they've got two wins and they're in still. Either way, yeah, you're right. Two wins and they're still. They're still in the race. Do they go after like a Sam Darnold and trade because they just traded. I mean, they. I mean, they just traded away one of their best, like, de- uh, like okay. plays on defense. Sure, they can. They can get a four seed in the postseason. That's likely. Honestly, it's going to be them or the Eagles, I would guess. Mm-hmm. But they know I they're going to lose. Yeah. Yeah, but it, you're not taking a Super Bowl run. Like, don't put no, all your right. put all your cards on getting a player like that. I'm not even saying Sam right. a great player, but getting a player like that just because you're going to. Go out in the first round. Exactly, but you're dealing with a man with, with Jerry Jones who thinks with the record no matter what. Yeah. I said they are still going to go on that run, and he is very. I mean, he doesn't. He he doesn't report to anybody. He only reports to God himself. Right. I mean, he doesn't go to anybody. I mean, G- maybe. GM. Maybe. 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 He might. He might think he's. You got know, it. it'd be crazy. He's got a week to do it. Yeah. No, Otherwise, he's got, he's got to sit on what's his fucking name. Danucci. Danucci. Danucci, baby. Yeah. Do you yeah. think Mike McCarthy makes it the rest of the season? I said, this, I said this last yes. week. I said I don't think he does. I don't think yeah, he does. I hope he does. But, but if, also I mean, if, Jerry, if Jerry hasn't seen <laughs> so, what the hell's yeah. going on, then I guess it's possible. Because like this came out today, Jerry Jones said that he thinks that the leadership is not the issue with the team. Wow. Mm. Yeah, I think if Jer- I don't think Jerry Jones is going to change his mind that quickly if that's what he's saying right now. I mean, we're heading into week eight. I don't think, you know, Jerry Jones right now is saying that he doesn't think it's the leadership's problem. Then... That signals for even bigger problems in Dallas, but that also signals that Mike McCarthy is going to overstay his welcome down there, <laughs> down <laughs> south as well. Which is a year. Not, like, one season. Like, that's yeah. enough. We've had enough of Mike McCarthy back in the NFL. Uh, I think, kind of like, I think this might have already been mentioned, Dallas is just like like the Spider-Mans pointing at each other. Yeah. It's like, no, it's your fault. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. No, I mean, we've got players blaming the coaches, coaches blaming the players, coaches saying the players don't care enough. Players, players saying, saying the coaches don't care enough. Yeah, it's just and Gary Jones doesn't know where the hell he's at. No, so it's a shit show down. It'll be interesting to see. I mean, I feel like with everything going on, there's going to be something that's going to come out eventually. Someone's going to slip up somewhere. Yeah. Uh, rather than just losing the game, but someone's going to slip up somewhere. I was going to say media I, or something like that. I wouldn't call this like something that would turn into like a quote unquote scandal. But I think there will be some big news coming out of Dallas. It's kind of like, wow, this, this man said this about yeah. this other man. Yeah. yeah, there's going to be some big ruffling of the feathers. I mean, they, they, they already lost their only leader on the team, yeah. being yeah. Dak. Yeah. I mean, I at mean, least at least one of their players didn't come forward on Twitter and just put their house up for sale like Carlos Dunlap did. Yeah. <laughs> did you guys see that? I did not see that. Yeah. Yeah. Square footage, you know, the entire description of the house hit me up for only see, seri- serious still offers. still in uh, Cincinnati? Cincinnati. Right after they lost, it was like, I don't know, maybe an hour after the game ended. Yeah, it tweeted was... it, it was like, oh, okay, things are going uh, well in Cincinnati. Dallas will get I wouldn't, I was going to say, I, I wouldn't put that out of the question for Dallas quite yet. No. But, um, you know, getting away from Dallas and on back Thank to, uh, <laughs> back to Tampa Bay, um, Tom Brady's playing well again. I hate it. <laughs> I I didn't see it coming, too. especially after the first couple weeks. But I mean, the past four weeks, he's been playing at a legitimate MVP level. He's thrust himself Very back scary. into that position, which I hate because if, if Tom Brady crazy. wins that, what is he forty one? Is it forty one? Forty one or forty two? Yeah. yeah. It's- Horseshit. He's proving everybody wrong that he can play outside of Bill Belichick's system, and that was that yeah. was a big question coming in: is how would he how would he do it? Who would succeed more, Tom Brady or the Patriots? And it's definitely, it's, Tom, it's Brady. definitely Tom Brady. Yeah, right that's now. that's what you know. Matt and I were talking about earlier. Like everybody was saying, you know, Tom Brady is a product of Bill Belichick, but now which Tom, <laughs> Tom Brady is succeeding outside of Bill Belichick, and Bill Belichick doesn't have a fucking team. Which I would like to say that I felt like that Patriots team, although they were good even with Tom Brady, obviously, they were on a decline. And whenever Brady oh, left, yeah. that was obviously. Oh, yeah. This Bucks team was on the rise. I feel they like this Bucks. I mean, before He's, Brady was there. No, before Brady was there. Yeah, that defense yeah. was amazing. So, I mean, it was a very solid defense. Yeah. Obviously, you know, the receiving court they have. The team he came into was a much better team than the one he left. Oh, this is the best team he's had around him in a long, long time. Just, for sure, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, you got players like Gronk now, who is hitting his stride and apparently a good Some damn tight end. Really. He looks good. He yeah. looks good, and I hate that too. I hate the two of them together. Yeah, you gotta respect it, but I absolutely fucking hate. I was gonna say this is the best team he's had around him in a long time. This is one of, I mean, top three supporting casts in an NFL offense right now. Between you know wide receivers, tight ends, running backs, like 
they're just I mean, can fucking you imagine good. Looking at this team a few years ago, and you know some of these names aren't big any, as big anymore. But having you know Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, having Antonio Brown now, Leonard Fournette, Tom Brady, yeah. Gronk, you know OJ Howard, this, it's like what the hell is this team? How do they have the cap space for this team? Yeah. Obviously, it's a little bit different now, but it's, it's still these are amazing players, really yeah. pretty good players on the yeah. team. Yeah, it's impressive, man. Say so the team that he's got around him is insane right now. Yeah, I mean, oh, they they got another stud wide receiver, Scotty Miller. Scotty Miller. Yeah. Proving himself. Yeah. Um, yeah, I. Tom Brady's playing well. Got a great team around him. I think, you know, I said earlier in the season, I think they'll be a top three, top five team in the NFC. They're top two in the NFC. Yeah. They're doing it, yeah. So I. Th- and I don't see it changing, honestly. No, no, no. Dallas is, or not Dallas. Um, <laughs> not even <laughs> close. Seattle, Seattle the past few weeks have been coming back down to earth. Russell Wilson obviously still playing great, but they're finally seeing what it's like to have a terrible defense. Arizona's been playing a lot Very better. Good football. You know, Green Bay started mm-hmm. to kind of come back down to earth as well. So I'm, Tampa Bay is right up there yeah. in the best teams in the NFC. Tom's playing I think he might if he keeps this up and how all the quarterbacks are playing like Josh Allen I mean, he's had a couple of slidey weeks I mean Russell Wilson played another, he played a good game against the Cardinals but he wasn't playing the Russell Wilson I mean Tom yeah. Tom could possibly win the MVP I mean how, is, that, that, is, that, is that a scary thought? That's yeah, a very scary thought That is a very scary thought So, so like shoot we, One team that we didn't mention as one of just the great teams in the NFC uh, it's the Chicago Bears 5-2 and two, baby Five He's and one two. of the greatest coaches in the NFL right now. Cool. How do you? Wouldn't you agree? How do you all no. feel actually about uh, Matt Nagy's play calling? I hate him. Oh, I want him out of the He doesn't think the issue is the play calling. So yeah, that's the problem. What is it? <laughs> what? It's, it's Matt Nagy. Whether he wants to admit it or not, it's it's Matt Nagy sucks. Yeah. He genuinely sucks. You've been saying he it for sucks. weeks. Yeah. You know, I haven't watched a Bears game in depth until last night, and it is a shit show. You know, uh, the play calling is definitely a oh, huge part is. of it. The play calling is probably all. So when Nick Foles does, right? Nick Foles sucks either. too. I don't know why Trubisky was ever on the bench. No. Um, whether you want to think about Trubisky the way a lot of people do, you might as well roll with him. I mean, right. Trubisky or yeah, Trubisky. Yeah, long, I mean, long term. But my goodness, you you cannot be calling a pitch to a wide receiver oh, on fourth and one in your yeah. own territory as well i believe what are you like what are you doing you have at least run up the middle yeah <laughs> for christ's sakes like i don't i don't understand i genuinely don't understand for all i care put cleo mack in the game like i said and just burn him up the middle for one play all he's got to do is get 1.1 yards yeah put you More know like, like we literally had this conversation uh yesterday Khalil Mack in the backfield, throw Akeem Hicks in front of him at fullback. Like, that D-line is going to be shitting their pants. They'll know what's coming, but I don't know if they'll be able to do anything about it. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, they will literally, literally, like I said, one yard. Yeah, one, one yard is all you got to get. I pitch think, it, but no, pitch let's to pitch it. Yeah, it's not even, not even necessarily a wide receiver. Cordero Patterson's listed as a wide, wide receiver, and he mm-hmm. plays wide receiver He's a sometimes. He's a returner. He's a kick returner. <laughs> yeah, you literally. So let's pitch to a kick returner. Telling him get one yard, hey, like it's not even like he's. I think right. that's Matt Nagy was kind of like, you know what, we're gonna put Patterson there because I feel like he can catch the pitch, catch and the then pitch. didn't realize there's another part of the play. Yeah, that it's needs like to happen. He's not even like this burner. Like he's a good returner, but he's not like no. he's not beating you know fucking Jalen Ramsey or whoever actually caught him out to the edge. Like he's no, no. I mean <laughs> it was it, it was so phenomenal. It was bad. It was terrible plank calling. I mean. I I'm just I'm upset that he's still there. Honestly, if any NFL coach is fired the rest who, of the season, I want it to be him. Who would you like to have? Uh, I don't. It could be no one. For all I care, <laughs> I, I don't even care. No one needs to call the plays. Like let's just make it. Trash let's just make it like backyard football. Like okay, j- draw it on the football. Take the football and draw routes on the football, and I guarantee it's better than any play Matt Nagy can call. Yeah, that's a. That's not bold. That is 100% true, <laughs> and I think realistic. anyone would agree with me. Yeah. Other than Matt Nagy, who says things are doing just fine in that area. But there, oh my <laughs> God, he was he was supposed to come in and be an offensive guru in the first year. The first year he comes in, and it was. Yeah. He did very well. Yeah, And, I agree. and it showed. They make the playoffs. Cody Parkey screws them there, and that, that has nothing to do yeah. with Nagy. Well, what happened but, there? Uh, yeah, doink. Double doink. The double doink. Double doink. Um, sure Speaking of doinks, the quadruple yeah, doink. Quadruple doink. Yeah. But, <laughs> 
then the next season he like gets too ahead of himself yeah. he starts thinking he's some you know legend coach yeah and uh starts like trying to make up these these different plays and whatever saying oh i can out coach myself from last year got ahead of himself got in his own head and hasn't stopped since now he's just insane he's completely insane the definition yeah. of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. He has done the that same thing over and over exactly again, expecting a different result. what Matt Nagy's been doing. He's insane. Yeah. He's an insane human. He needs to be banned from Chicago forever. Uh, that, that's just my opinion. Also, Chuck Pagano's got to go. He is so <laughs> bad. Like, also being a Colts fan, like, I can I tell say, you, Chuck Pagano is terrible. Two bad play callers. I just hear two top, top two teams, Chicago yeah. so, and Indy. Not. And then Pagano calling the defense, which granted, <laughs> the defense is talented enough player-wise to like yeah. overcome that. But oh my god, at some point it's gonna hurt. Overcome your coaches, is yeah, that that's the bad. Issue. That's yeah. bad. That's yeah. a team. Yeah. So, so I mean, granted, I think Chicago's a good football team. I don't think things are gonna end well there because of coaching. I agree. That's where I, I will stand. The they entire have season. the talent. I mean, obviously their quarterback situation is a bit iffy. I would like to see Mitchell Trubisky get another chance after seeing what Nick Foles has done, but. I mean, they. Other than that, they got the talent. Their O line looked kind of shitty, but their O line it was very shitty. Actually. Yeah. Other than, I think overall they have the talent to be a very good team. Coaching and a couple pieces here and there is what's mm-hmm. holding them back. Yeah. But shifting away from the NFL and on to the UFC, um, Gaethje and Khabib had their big fight. Um, obviously, Khabib won. Yeah. Um, and Khabib sad. retired. So, yeah, I uh, I know Michael's not here right now, and this is probably more more for me than anybody else. So I'll, I'll go into it. But yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. Khabib retired, which was which was a huge thing. Sitting there watching the fight, still disappointed about, even though it was just twenty dollars, being upset yeah. about losing money on the fight because I bet on Gaethje, and I'm just like, he's talking so fast, and it's like, oh shit, Khabib just retired. Yeah. Like the best to ever do it. In that division, anyway. I mean, that's a whole another debate. But the best I ever do it is just done. And you know, it was a whole crazy thing. It was really emotional. Honestly, yeah. I was I was rooting for Gaethje. I really like Justin Gaethje. I was happy to see Khabib win, honestly, because yeah. you know he, he looked really good. But this then leaves a huge hole in the lightweight championship mm-hmm. uh, for what they're gonna do going forward with that. You know, there's some top contenders still being Gaethje, McGregor, and, and Poirier. Um, a lot of guys there that, that could take that belt. So this kind of begs the question, does this fight in January between Poirier and McGregor become the fight for the championship belt, like to, to, to take that yeah, belt? Or is it something that maybe Gaethje said, you know, right after the fight, you know, he, he fights for a living. He's got six to eight weeks, I think, is, is how long a camp or whatever mm-hmm. recovery is. Um, so you know he wants to fight as soon as possible. So does that mean this, you could gauge something in December with Gaethje? Where that would be that you know there's a lot of questions in the air for you know which of these top contenders is going to take on that belt because nobody could take it from Khabib right. himself because right. he was too damn good. So yeah, I mean I'm I'm excited for it. Uh, this this week I decided to watch Notorious on Netflix, which was very very solid. Makes me have a, a new respect and liking for Conor McGregor. But you know I am. Uh, Interested to see how this plays out. You know, how does uh, mm-hmm. everybody else, anybody got any, anything with that? I mean, yeah, Don, go ahead. Honestly, I don't know a whole lot of the UFC, but this past week in Washington with you, I'm going to go, next time you buy the pay-per-view, I want in. <laughs> yeah, I, no, I, sure. I'm in for it for sure. Um, it's fun. I mean, I've, I watched the, um, the Tito Ortiz mm-hmm. and um, the, uh, the Iceman yeah. uh, documentary on um, the, the 30 for 30 because mm-hmm. I was so interested after. I'm definitely going to put more research into it and learn more about UFC because it's a great sport. You know, I mean, I'm not going to come out here and like act like I know like because you have a lot of great information. I don't I, be, I, I have nothing on you know what, what our guest had last week right. Michael who knows this Michael sport way, way more than me. Yeah, he knows. I mean, he knows it. Credit, I love credit to, pick, to Michael. Yeah, I love to pick your brain about it and his brain about it more because I want to know more about the sport, man. I, yeah. After the fight, after the Khabib and fight and fight and Gaethje, man, it, it left me like, wow, this sport is the real deal, man. It's crazy, dude. It's, it's a crazy sport too. There's nothing more malicious than this sport. Yeah, because, right. I love it. I mean, if you uh, look back to the, this is like going way back, but Nate Diaz, whenever he fought Conor McGregor the mm-hmm. second time, and, and you know, it, it was highlighted a lot in the, the, the notorious documentary. It's just, you know, they went five full rounds of just beating the living shit out of each other. Yeah. You know, their their faces are busted up. There's blood everywhere. And these guys are just giving their all. Yeah. And, yeah. like, you know, you see that in every sport. But there's just something. This is not 
you know, there's football, there's indirect shit where people are getting hurt and getting busted right. up. This is just beating the living shit out of one another another person one. that you can. 1v1. In the octagon. In an octagon. <laughs> and it's, it's, ama- it's, a, it's a crazy sport, you know, and there's so much to it that we kind of talked about over, over the weekend how Dana White has done so much for this sport to really mm-hmm. make it what it is because really UFC wasn't, wasn't a anything. great thing until, you know, he kind of took over and yeah. it's just made this what it is today, which yeah. is... Honestly, fucking awesome. It is like awesome. It, that fight getting that pay per view. You know, it's kind of expensive. I want to get a pay per view every weekend. I'd love to watch fights, and even if I'm not betting on, I'm just watching them because it, it's crazy it's, to see. It's a great time. Yeah. The battle between these guys, and you know, it, it's yeah, it's it's insane. Yeah. yeah. The one thing I'll say about Khabib, I like I said, I don't know a whole lot of the UFC. I didn't really know a lot of his backstory coming into it about mm-hmm. his father passing away. But mm-hmm. what an unreal way to leave, huh? Yeah. Like, no, it was amazing. It was. And, and I know I talked to you a little bit about it, and like you guys, like mm-hmm. we we come back, and like that was my question because, like I said, didn't know a whole lot about him, and mm-hmm. you're pretty definitive on saying no, he's not coming. I don't back. think he will. No, I mean, yeah, because he he mentioned, you know, my word is very strong. Like if I say I'm gonna do something, mm-hmm. then I'm going to do it. He's yeah. not like honestly like McGregor, who's retired what three times three. now, <laughs> like McGregor and everything. But you know, he said. The way that he described it is that his mom told him whenever his dad passes away, he needs to be done fighting. You know, his dad passed away, and, you know, it was decided this is going to be my last fight. He knew this going into it, win or lose. And then it it went the best it probably could have for him. You know, there was a, a huge... Mutual respect between Gaethje and Khabib, so that know, was really cool to see. Yeah, it was that great was awesome. to see, and I don't know if you guys saw this over the week. Daniel Cormier was talking about it. So whenever they were in the clinch on the fight on the ground, mm-hmm. um, all week Justin Gaethje had been saying that he would not tap. You know, yeah. he, he would not tap no matter what, no matter what submission he was in. And Khabib, you know, had seen this and and was you know okay, his family's Gaethje's family's going to be there. I don't want to hurt him in front of his family. So he actually had him in a spot where he could have done an arm bar as opposed to the triangle choke, which ended up you know winning the fight. He didn't want to do that, so he that was a crazy thing. It was like you know he he had so much respect for this guy, which is what I really like to see. You know, yeah. you like to see the Smash Mouth shit talking McGregor. You know, right, right, like, yeah. you like to see that. But there's nothing like a mutual respect between two of the best to ever do it. Mm-hmm. You know, I agree with that. and yeah, it was really cool to just see see that. But anyway, yeah, going back to your point, yeah, I, I really think. I think this is it for him. Mm-hmm. You know, he he left out on top twenty nine. I know you can't do any better than that. No, I mean, and as you guys may have saw today, he took number one on the pound for pound. I, I just, I just yeah. saw that. That's awesome. It was, it was actually John Jones was not very <laughs> happy with it, and there was there was a video posted about that, which was honestly kind of shitty. Yeah, I'm a fan of John Jones, but yeah, he, it was. Greatest honor you could have yeah. really in UFC is being the best, named the best fighter. I agree. I got. I just have two questions yeah. for you, just because I. I mean, I like I said, I love learning about this stuff. I mean, uh, he came to Dana three weeks before the fight. His foot broke. Yeah, he had a broken foot. I mean, how do you feel about that? That he could actually could step into the so, octagon to do that. This is something you know, and you know, this is something I, I heard in Notorious and saw in Notorious whenever I watched it this week. McGregor actually went through a similar injury okay. whenever he was training for. It may have been the Aldo fight. Um, I don't remember what fight it was exactly, but he also got hurt going into it and, you know, didn't back out. It just shows the strength of these guys and what they're willing to go through, put mm-hmm. their body through just to do. We got people outside walking around. <laughs> me, but, no, I mean, it was it was crazy to see it. It shows the dedication of him that it, it would take, he would do whatever it takes to, to win. And, you know, a hundred foot injury like that is no small... No feet, you know. It can't, I mean, it's, it can't be easy. It can't yeah. because you got. I mean, you're moving around the ring. Yeah. I mean, Gaethje was putting some shots on his legs too. Early he was, on, yeah. I mean, very early on. And Gaethje's a hell of a striker. I agree. It just wasn't enough on the ground, but yeah, it was. Yeah, it was very impressive. <laughs> my, yeah. And my last question is: I mean, Conor McGregor and Khabib. I mean, how they separate themselves in, inside and outside the ring. I mean, Khabib really, I think, has a lot of respect for the sport. And I, I think McGregor. I mean, retiring so much. I mean, Khabib retiring and leaving. Do you think? Khabib has a certain respect for the sport over McGregor because McGregor obviously. Do you think my point is Khabib doesn't need the spotlight? He doesn't, no. and McGregor needs some kind of spotlight. I mean, he's gotten a lot of trouble. I mean, how does Khabib separate himself from McGregor? So the way that I've explained it, you know, this week and I've seen he McGregor does what he does. He's actually at heart a very humble guy. It may not show he's cocky, you know, right, but he is yeah. one of the most humble winners slash losers, you know. McGregor is a guy that you're going to see after every single fight, win or lose, he's going to go up and he's going to talk to the person he fought and, you know, congratulate them or, you know, whatever it is. 
a lot of this is show with McGregor. I, I don't think it's a res- disrespect for the sport regardless. I think Khabib does things differently than McGregor does. Oh, mm-hmm. And it's worth for Khabib. Yeah. This is worth for McGregor. This has made McGregor a lot of money, you know? <laughs> That's true. Every time, you know, this is what I was actually telling Matt is this fight this weekend was a bigger fight than, than McGregor and Poirier is going to be. Really? I, I feel like it was. Okay. Yeah, I feel like wow. it was for sure. Sweet. But I think in January, whenever this McGregor fight comes around, I think it's going to have better ratings because the name McGregor's in it. And, right. and, you know, that's a credit to Conor McGregor for making his name that big. You know, right. being the asshole that he is, right, you know, yeah. whatever, <laughs> he's made himself known and he's making damn good money doing yeah, it. Right. But I, I don't think it's anything to do with a disrespect of the sport okay. at all. Like, slightest, yeah. yeah, like I said, going just going back to me and just not knowing a whole lot about the sport. Right. Yeah, no, because I mean, obviously when you see McGregor's name, big money. And then yeah. obviously the Floyd fight and when he yeah. fought. Him, I mean, that was huge. I watched yeah. it. Going 10 rounds with the best boxer to ever do it. I mean, yeah, That was pretty cool to see, but yeah. it's sweet. No, but I'm, I'm definitely going to get in more into it with you. Uh, yeah, and I'm, I mean, I'm down to watch it with you for sure. Yeah. It'll be fun for and sure. Bet and bet on it. Bet on it because points bet, baby. Points bet. Shout out points bet. Yeah, had a good time betting this weekend. Yeah. Matt, you got anything to add to the UFC discussion? Uh, no. All right. There All is. right. On that note, if nobody else has anything go, to add, go fighting. Go fighting. Go fighting. Go, go fighting. UFC. Um, thank you guys so very much for listening once again. Have a great night, guys.